the Sharks lose in what can only be described as more devastating fashion. It's brutal. It's so tough. But at least we're here to be your outlet. All that and more on this edition of Teal Town After Dark. But first, if you want to be a part of the show and join the conversation, check us out across all of the social media platforms, the YouTube chat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Threads, Reddit, Discord, TikTok, all that and more at TealTownUSA.com. And uh, if, if you want to show us some pittance, you can always support us at Venmo at TealTownUSA at this point. I, I I don't I don't know what we need anymore. I'm happen to be joined by t- two other Sharks fans who are just living in the misery with me, trying to make it through. <laughs> Mr. Ian Reed and Mr. Felix Chow. How are you gentlemen doing this evening? Go first, Felix. What is there even to say at this point? Yeah, I I like it's it's sad, right? Because I'm like I'm just, I'm just laughing because I don't know what else to do at this point. Let me let me let me let me lay some stats out here for you, for my fine folks on the YouTubes tonight. The uh, the Sharks are are the first team to allow ten goals in back to back games since the Bruins. There's only four teams that have done this, by the way, and um, they I don't think any of them happened on color TV, let alone high def. The last time a team has let in 10 goals, it was the 1965 Boston Bruins who did it in December 2nd and 4th. That seems pretty bad, right? The 1965 Boston Bruins. <laughs> now, even better, the Sharks minus 42 goal differential is the worst in NHL history through a team's first games of a season, which I'm assuming, you know, the, in, in this mini games, I think we're at 11 now. I, I've lost track. <sighs> okay. Quickly, super chat from Ruben. Give Ian the mic for five minutes. I need to see him have a <laughs> meltdown. We're watching it, ladies I, and gentlemen. We're watching it. I, 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 I mean, if you want me to yell like and, and be mad, I, although I did say this on another show, then I got really angry. So um, I don't know what to do at this point, like other than laugh, because like this team is so horribly bad. And I think we've come on here. Right. And we've come on this show. And I think earlier in the season, we came on we're like, yeah, things are bad, but they're supposed to be bad. You know, things are this team is designed to lose games, lose a lot of them and probably win the lottery. But this team is so bad that this is this is a team that's going to cause the league to change the fucking rules for the lottery again that's how bad this team is that's how embarrassing this team is because when it when an original six team or an arbitrary six whatever your flavor is when they do it it's 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 you know it's it's bad but it's not this bad but when a team like san jose does it oh no that's gonna be an affront to the hockey gods so to me 
this is a team that is going to this team is so bad that they are going to cause the the rules to change again for the lottery somehow because i think as the season progresses if this doesn't change a little bit again i don't think that this team's going to turn around and go on like a st louis bluesian winning streak and you know march their way to the stanley cup final but on, on the contrary they can't lose games by you know they can't lose games by giving up 20 goals in two games like this is ridiculous and i think that you could look at a guy like david quinn at this point i look at i know that we've come on this show on this very channel on this show other shows and we've said hey you can't fire david quinn look what he's been given to work with and this is the plan but i mean let's let's talk about how this team has been just absolute garbage their goalie has been run twice this year seriously twice Kakinen's out now day to day now again i don't think kuzmenko was the guy who hit him i believe i don't think that was intentional but did anyone do anything no freaking capo Kakinen's like watching fucking birds fly around his head and he's surrounded by canucks players who give more of a fuck what's going on with this like with their goalie than the fucking guys in Teal did because they're too busy sulking off the ice because they're down 100 to 1 again. Like, the defense, like, on this team, like, I don't think this defense core is very good, and it's very green. Like, there's a lot of young guys on this defense core. But, like, the X's and O's are bad. Denver Doyle, really quickly, thank you very much for the Super Chat. Worst team in NHL history, Fyle Quinn. I think after this show, Ian is i think i think ian is spot on it, it, it's uh you've got to do something uh and 20 goals in two games is unacceptable uh, yeah uh, and i feel bad for for magnus corona coming into this game tonight because magnus corona i i tweeted this out earlier whatever zeded or the fuck it is now uh, you know this is a guy who i thought he had a good game against calgary the other day um, if, with the Barracuda, but like he's kind of struggled with the Barracuda. So for him to get thrown into this game, um, like really unfair thing to ask of him, I think at this point in his development, like I feel so bad for Magnus Corona because he had no business being in this game. He's done nothing in the HL so far other than one good game, which the Barracuda still lost, by the way. Barracuda sitting at one win this season. And, you know, so you so you throw this guy in here who hasn't found his game in the AHL and now he's got to try and find it against, you know, four future Hall of Famers in the NHL. Like, what a, what a fucking mess. And there's no one else because Mackie Niemi has played one game and he's vanished off the face of the planet again. So I assume he's injured again. So the Burns trade looking fucking fantastic at this point. I, I, it's bad, man. You, you've got a lot of guys in, in situations they probably shouldn't be in. But the worst part is, is like, oh, maybe we should send Eklund down to the Barracuda. Why? The Barracuda are fucking just as bad. You're not saving him from anything else. We're going to send everyone to fucking Wichita to play in the ECHL. Maybe there they'll be sheltered from the from the mess. I haven't really paid attention to Wichita. I apologize to, to our friends in Wichita. But like, it's the ECHL. I don't care. Yeah, Ian, I'm going to give you a quick 30-second uh, break there to, uh, you know, get get the wind back into the into the lungs there. Felix, I mean, we've 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 seen how 
inept this team is. I mean, we we have the old logos out tongue in cheek because it reminds us of the 92-93 season. We're wearing we're all wearing vintage because of that. But I oh, mean, yeah, I forgot to put my sweater on. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, Ian. But I just, I mean, I, 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 at least in 92-93, it was a new team, and you still had the love affair with the idea of having hockey in the city. But at this point, I mean, we saw the tank, as we did, good, fairly good showing for, for the team, but I think there's a lot of you know, a lot of pomp and circumstance with, with Pittsburgh and with Eric Carlson, so a lot of natural boosts there. But what what are your feelings on on the vibe around, you know, the, the culture of the team? You know, where where you're feeling the state of the sharks are? I mean, are you confident that that the that the current regime can do anything or or, or do you feel as if this is this is just so bad, even though it is part of the plan to be bad? that this can't continue the way it's going and, and how bad it is. So first of all, I just want to start things off by saying I was born in 94. So technically I did not live through those years, but <laughs> I do know enough. I am familiar with enough Sharks history to know about them, but yeah, no, like this is God, it like, I'm, I'm not even, I wasn't even kidding, like, when I when, when I started right off the hop by saying I don't even know what to say, like, what is there to say at this point? Because the in my in my view, the Sharks are legitimately this bad. I completely agree with Ian on all points. And, you know, this, like, honestly, if I said anything else, I'd just be rehashing points. So it's Rehash like, away, buddy. Rehash away. <laughs> it's just like, like, this can't happen. Like, this, this is... Honestly, and, and I know we try not to swear on uh, on here, but it's bullshit, quite frankly. It's fucking bullshit. And it's just, like, it's, like, I, I, I don't know if, like, if the culture is just, like, I mean, the culture is likely just fucked right now to oblivion. And then, you know, the confidence is obviously just not, I like, nothing's fucking clicking right no. now. Like, nothing is fucking clicking. And... It's when when you don't nothing's clicking. You obviously don't have puck possession. You can't score when you don't have puck possession, and it's just all fucking bad. And so, yeah, that's that's just where I'm at right now. Thank you so much. Just another Randy G twenty dollars super chat donation. I feel another matching dono from last game is needed. Props to y'all with dealing for another night of misery. At least Riley Smith won me my fantasy this week. Hey, well, there we go. Hey, you know what? That's the little victories, right? Um, but no, Randy G, we really appreciate it. I mean, every little we bit do. helps. And um, again, it's going to pay for either uh, at either. Um, alcohol to, to dull the pain or for a new internet for uh, puck guy so there, there you we go. go yeah you know where where it's going but um felix appreciate all your what you're echoing there and and i mean i've been kind of inconspicuously uh quiet for for a show i'm just i, I i'm just i'm at a loss because yeah because it's well, sorry go ahead I, you see teams that have been you know, bad before like a, a Columbus or like a Philadelphia or like, you know, uh, Florida teams of old where at least there was a semblance of pushback. At least there was 
some physicality being thrown forth. You, you got maybe a smattering it for five minutes here, five minutes there through that, through that game. But I just saw a Penguins team that was old and slow and disrespecting the Sharks. They just they they went in there and they're like, we are, you know, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, uh, Chris Letang, and Eric Carlson. You know, we have the hardware. We know what we're doing. They looked slow, though. And that was the, the startling thing out of that out of that game was I think Pittsburgh is going to have a tough time. I think they're going to be a paper tiger. That's just kind of how I feel about Pittsburgh in so, you know, insofar as what they're going to do within their division. However, the way in which they punked the Sharks on the ice tonight, I mean, they just did whatever they wanted. And and that's why I'm not even not even kind of going over you know the the, the goals. I'm not going over the game in general because you know it, it could have been. Oh, where do you start? It, it, you know you could have thrown an AHL team out on there and they would have. I, I think some they, would argue they have. <laughs> no, 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 no. Any AHL team and you throw out against the Sharks and I think I'm, I'm going to say at least at least seventy percent of the time the AHL team is going to win against this team right now. This team would lose to an ECHL team. This team might lose to a team in junior hockey. Yeah, you know what? Is, you know what? A night, a, a good, a good, well-coached Ramparts team or a a good uh, London Knights team. I would not put it past them. I, I would not put it past them. Yeah, I mean, maybe we're getting a little hyperbolic. Like earlier in the chat, let me scroll up here and find it. Um, I, Churro Man saying, "I don't think the Cuda are just as bad as the Sharks." Let's settle down. Okay. I, I will settle down a little bit like the Barracuda haven't been good, but they haven't been this bad either. But I think that there's a lot of concerning things that you can find parallels in between the two games. Um, I think if you watch the defense specifically play on both teams, like there's the same red flags on both clubs right now, as far as like the mistakes they're making and the the kind of their, their structure. Um, the Barracuda, like, I'm super concerned about the Barracuda right now because I just, I, you know, again, and I've said this on another show and I'm going to get the Sharks mad at me again, but I don't really care. I think that you can credit Hosto Plotner for a lot of things. Hosto Plotner, you know, opened the, has basically opened the piggy bank as an owner of this team. He's paid for buyouts. He's spent to the cap. Uh, you know, maybe the money that he, that was spent to the cap wasn't spent uh, optimally, but it was spent. Right. Um, but a place where I feel like sometimes, like, I don't feel like, I know the Barracuda just got a new building, and I know people are going to scream at me in the chat, Ian, Texas a brand new building that House of Partner helped play for, like, so shut up about it, I'm not. But, like, look at man, I, I, this is a team that is obviously in the state of a rebuild, right? And in order to, like, the HL team is going to be very important to this team turning around some would argue and even the e, uh, even on the echl level i don't the echl team i don't really care like that's guys only go to the echl when when you're just you have too many players and someone has to like you know get but what i'm getting at is playing. every at every level of the organization there needs mm -hmm. to be a refocus and there needs to be a redoubling of developing players and putting players in a position to win Teaching sure. fundamental hockey, teaching, you know, teaching styles in which complement the players. And, sure. and, and and I don't think with the core makeup of the Sharks prospects at this juncture 
there is enough of what Mike Greer envisions for the team and and I don't think that that vision can be executed with the players that they have. So it's not even it's not even that. But here's here's the thing. So let me finish the, making the point that I was making. Sorry. And then we'll go from there. No, it's okay. It's cool. It's totally cool. Um, here's the thing though, right? But so what I would have done if I had to, if I had to 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 basically say, looking at the Barracuda, looking how important they would have to be going forward, would I hire a first time AHL coach or would I bring in an experienced guy with with experience of developing players. They went with John McCarthy, a guy that was already on the payroll, guy already in the organization. And so far, I mean, the results haven't been good. Like, I know I'm just like, I apparently just want to fire all the coaches right now. But like, if the Barracuda season doesn't turn around, John McCarthy should be also packing his bags and they should be bringing in a guy with a proven history of development. But the problem is, is that I don't think the Sharks want to pay big money for their AHL squad. I just, I think that's where the, the pennies get pinched too much. And I know people are, and I guess, like I said, people are going to come out and say, Hey, they built a brand new freaking arena for them. You're, you're wrong. But like, I don't know, man, like, you know what, I, team... I, I, Ian, I, I, I want to piggyback off of that thought right there. Okay. Yeah. I feel like the team had the team, the San Jose sharks, has a general mm-hmm. manager in which he is folk his sole focus is a his sole focus is upon accruing and upon developing players in which match his system what i wonder if there needs to be is an overall hockey ops president or someone above greer who can say okay yes the sharks are the cash cow they're always going to be the priority this is this is what makes us money but we need to envision a system in which once you're drafted by the sharks you're given a complete off-season packet you're given you know you're given Mm -hmm. access to 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 team um you know documents and coaching right from day one and and they need to mimic um organizations like a like a like a golden state or an or, or organizations like cardinals of old in which it's a complete system that they pack around the players and, and give them the best opportunity to grow and develop into the the players in which they select and, and find that potential because right now the the environment in which they're taking talent and and they're they're drafting the talent. I think is dying on the vine, so to speak. I, we've seen so many pr- talented prospects in which we feel there's there's a there's a great A plus tool there that we go and we try and get, and yet there's a a big failing that they have as a prospect because of where the Sharks draft. You know, they, there's always going to be a failing on a prospect, so there's going to be a place in which they're going to develop, and they never seem to really iron out the flaw of the player. So, for instance, I'm thinking of Goldobin, right? He was a guy in which was so creative, a guy you thought just, you know, Datsukian in the mitts department, mm-hmm. and that was going to be his A-plus tool. But what the Sharks, you know, saw as his weakness was going to be his motivation, it's going to be his drive, it's going to be keeping this player focused and becoming a real professional in the league. 
And they thought, okay, well, we have a strong culture. We have Joe Thornton. We have this. We have that. Maybe there's too much hubris. Maybe there needs to be more more management or or at least a, a greater somebody with a, a, a mind linked to Hasso Plotner, kind of a, a, a guy in which can be his sounding piece. Because like you said, he, he's a guy who is not afraid to to loosen the purse strings when it comes to, to player acquisition and, and yeah, play Yeah, I mean, like Hasso Plotner, for those that don't know, is what is in the top five richest owners in the league, which is why I was people like, oh man, the Sharks are in trouble. I'm like, are they though? Like when you, when you think of like the, the, the ownerships of the NHL and, and, and he's in, he's probably he's top five. He might be number two. Yeah. So, so if you have a guy who's willing to spend the money, he, he, you, you're, you're, you don't doubt that he's got passion for the team because you, you've seen the art of the articles that have gotten written about him. He's, he's talked about the KLM line. He's talked about the, you know, Detroit and in the European hawkers that it, hockey players that have come and that he's enjoyed that there there's clearly passion and there's clearly a willingness to spend money. That's great. That's oh, yeah. what you want. In, that's what you want in an owner. But what you need to have is then someone like a, like a branch Ricky or, or like a, that you would have you would have said Doug Wilson, right? Doug Wilson was supposed to be that guy who was supposed to be the overlord who 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 then could could not only shape the vision for the current but then shape the vision for the future at the same time. He obviously showed that he couldn't balance both of those things at the same time and had a a, a preponderance for um sticking with his own players for too long and it's it's human nature you want to reward the guys that have gone to battle for you i i don't blame him for that but what i do blame him for is is not understanding and not assessing the value of the marketplace not understanding that these long-term deals are are also affected by outside economics and 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 Mm -hmm. that an eight-year deal should not be given to a player unless he's coming out of his ELC. That is the only time in which I call for an eight-year deal. I don't know. See, I think this is what something that we do, and I, I don't mean to 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 do this to you, Landy, but I think we're doing too much of this on this show after games, right? We're too we're too busy rehashing the past. Oh, right? oh I'm not. Like, I'm I feel not like we hashing the like past. I, too much I want somebody. No, I, in I feel front like we spend Greer. a lot of time on this show now, being like, "Oh, well, you know, if Doug Wilson did this differently, if we didn't sign this guy, then things would have been." I just, I feel like it's just, we know how we got here. I, I feel like we need to stop. You know what I mean? Like, stop arbitrating how we got here, and deal with the here. Right, and so my um, my sorry, my my dealing with the here would would be to install someone above Greer who can who can honestly look at the or parallel or no I think it has to be somebody above Greer who can understand and and really focus upon first his job would be look at the development system of the Sharks look at which the players in which we draft understand all of the the scouting all of our camps and and what we do as far as how we develop a player Look at athletic training. Look at look at all of our programs. Even look at the junior sharks if you want to even go that far. But as an entire organization, top down, the sharks, sports and entertainment, all of all of it needs to have an overarching someone 
and then Greer give him the lateral to be like, okay, I'm going to shape and construct the roster to match what I want to be as a as a, as a player. However, you have someone who can kind of you know be like there to to be the the first firewall before Hasso Plotner, right? Because I don't want yeah. I don't want Hasso. I, I don't want anything other than a blank check being given to Hasso and say, Hasso, we've we've thoroughly vetted everything. You don't need to worry about how we're spending this money. Just sign the check. I'm handling. Yeah, that's an important thing because I think that, like, just not to cut you off, but I think it's very important that, you know, it's one thing to have uh, an owner like you know, sign the checks and do nothing. And I think some people would like Hasso to be a little more vocal or active here, but like you don't want James Dolan either. No, exactly. You don't want right? James Dolan. You don't want um, the Canes owner, right? Uh, uh, what what the hell is his name? Um, Dumbus or uh, Dubas. Uh, no, uh, Dundon. Oh my God. Dundon. Yeah, because yeah. I think of, of Dum Dum, right? Um, but Dundon, I mean, you don't want a micromanager and you don't want somebody completely laissez-faire either. But what you 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 want someone who who is got interest, enthusiasm, but can trust that whoever he installs as his hockey ops executive understands his vision for the team, understands how and in which he wants to spend his money, and and yeah. can be connected to him at the hip. That way, Hasso doesn't have to fly to the states to have to, you know, sign contracts or have to be in on negotiations. He should just—he should be the puppet master in the background, sitting behind the nice brown oak table, having his underlings come to him, and at the very end, come out onto the ice, hoist the cup, and then give it to one of his players. That's all he needs to do, and sign checks. Okay. Yeah. I I want an architect. Sure. Here's the other thing, though. Here's another problem with the organization, though. Um, I, and someone said, like, someone in the chat earlier said, now the chat's going crazy tonight. There's a bunch of people watching. I appreciate everyone watching. Uh, if you like what we do, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button so you can help us in the algorithm and leave a comment if you're watching this after the fact and you think we got something wrong. Um, that being said, um, I think another problem with the organization is, is I feel like too many guys have failed upwards. Like, I, I, I'm going to, maybe I'll make some people angry here, and I think a lot of people are going to be like, hell yeah, Ian knows what he's talking about. There's going to be some people looking bad, though. What the fuck has Evgeny Nabokov done to be the director of goaltending for the San Jose Sharks? What, like, goaltending has been a tire fire on both levels since he's been a fucking goalie coach for this team. And yet, promoted. Promoted. Like, you know, and again, um, you know, and, and people are saying, oh, well, you know, guys that have a proven record of developing and, 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 you know, are usually coaching in the NHL. That's true. But you know what? Not everyone like you can grab an assistant coach. The Sharks are in a perfect position now. David Quinn is the coach right now. And if he doesn't if he somehow manages to keep his job by the end of this calendar year, like his he's on borrowed time. Right. Like. Look at a guy like Jay Woodcroft. Jay Woodcroft was tied at the hip to Todd McClellan forever. And then he went down and he coached in the AHL and then he got brought up. Like you could find an assistant coach that you could pull from another team saying, hey, coach our AHL team for now. Get started there doing actual head coaching. And then look, when we need a head coach, 
you're the next guy up. That's how you get a guy who can develop talent in the AHL. But instead, no, no, we're going to just hire, you know, whoever, whoever's already there. Like the Barracuda have not been very good in pretty much their entire existence yet. You know, who, who, you know, Roy Sommer gets kicked out, but, but who gets, who gets the job? His left hand, John McCarthy. There should have been, there should have been at least, you know, a, a panel of, 10 interviews. I should have seen I should have seen OHL <laughs> oh I should have seen OHL assistants. I should have seen OHL coaches. I should have seen QHM QMJHL coaches. I should have seen WHL guys. I should have seen NCAA guys. I should have seen we'll even grab a guy who coached in like who coached in the NHL like we've seen we've seen guys who are former NHL coaches coaching at lower levels of hockey. Grab one of them. Char- they know how to run a bench. Charles uh, Borner, thank you so much. Uh, just joined, probably obvious, but I think after tonight and before Quinn needs to pack his bags. Yes, let Felix speak. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Felix. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think the, the common denominator here is former Shark. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. No, and I agree, and I agree. And that's why it always kills me, because like this is the one thing is like, too many former Sharks. Why isn't Jumbo coaching the Barracuda? You know what? But but you know no 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 no. Again, this is an AHL team that's very important to the development of the of turning this thing around. We don't need another first time coach, especially yeah. Jumbo. Jumbo is like an assistant coach, man. He Jumbo is going to be hard on the guys. Jumbo is going to be the bad uh, yeah, guy. No, no, no Jumbo you're, you're is the right, Jumbo right. is the assistant coach. So good so guy. so then yes, I I go back to my previous statement and 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 say you look at a guy in which who have who's had a track record of developing kids and and look if you have to go into that fortress that is the london knights organization and you have to pay literally a king's ransom for their court jester i don't give a flying f you know you you look at a team like that with a pedigree that's who needs to be injected into this organization i i want guys that have 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 some semblance of of no knowing what it takes to be in a winning organization know what it takes to to in in order to really develop and live up to your potential i mean i don't know if you guys saw but there was there was some some really nasty articles about um you know coming out about um the way in which ryan merkley's development was was sidetracked with a bunch of off ice things in in the sharks organization and you you i stop and i think to myself i'm like why why would you not have organizational safeguards in place for prospects especially coveted prospects in order to develop into not only you know good players but also professionals off the ice as well I mean, yeah, you know what? No, I'm not doing it because I said that uh, I said that once he who should not be named was gone, I would never have to mention him on the show again. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. No, we're not talking about that. I have nothing to say about that just because I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not I going mean, there. I need either. to deal with myself. Yeah, I'm not going there either. I'm just I'm just saying that, you know, you look at what was brought in and what needed to occur in order to get some of these prospects to develop in their in their curves and there needed to be a fine needle threaded to, to develop a culture in which those types of players could evolve and that needle was not threaded with 
the talent that was brought in and the talent that was retained. So what do you have to do? You have to excise all of that, all of that damaged tissue. And I still think that there's a lot of damaged tissue left on, on the body of the sharks, necrosis tissue. I mean, here, you know, you know what the best part about this is, is like this year, the one thing we didn't hear this year that we've heard for the past, like six years, I feel like, and it hasn't been six years, obviously, but it just feels that way is like, when are we going to start talking about culture again? Because remember, like, that was like the big thing. We got to change the culture. We got to change the culture. And there's been no talk of the culture this year when maybe it's when it's been needed most. <laughs> You're not wrong. <sighs> I don't know, man. Like, Ricky, it, I mean, you, Ricky bringing up in the chat that, you know, it's speculative. You don't know what they get and all of this. This Sure. You're you're absolutely right. But what I do know is what they're doing right now is not working. And what they're doing right now is producing epic levels of mediocrity, historic levels of mediocrity, minus 42 goal differential. Ian, please sing it again. What's that goal differential through 11 games? Minus 42, the worst uh, of any team in NHL history through 11 games. Right. For those that don't know what that means, that means that the Sharks have given up 42 more goals than they have scored this season. That means that there's no speculation in how bad this shit is. Oh, yeah, it's bad. And that means this team is absolutely just that shit. <laughs> so everything <laughs> needs to be scrutinized. This this is where you need to step. Every, every level in the organization needs to look in the mirror and say, what am I doing to make this better? What what am I doing that has led to where we are at now? And how can I improve that going forward? That honestly, you need to step back and have that retrospective and need to really have your coming to God moment because minus 42 in 11 games. It, um. Yeah, I was just I was gonna say um I wanna scroll up, sorry. The chat's like moving a million miles an hour. Uh Sleepy Mofo is Gur letting prospects marinate too long in the HL. No, here here and here's the problem, right? Is like the one thing that you have to remember with the Sharks is like they really last year was the first year where they said yes, we're rebuilding. Like where they legit were trying to get worse, right? That's when they offloaded Burns, uh, and then Timo Meyer. Like before that, it was kind of just, you know same same shit different day like they weren't really yeah they'd trade off a couple of guys at the deadline to you know pick up some picks but they weren't trying to get rid of any contracts like last year so like i know the sharks have been bad for a while now i mean obviously not this bad but they've been bad for a while but this thing has just started mm -hmm. like there's uh, what prospects in the ahl are marinating like they just like we like you we know, had the said... only guys that they have that are worth this shit are probably Eklund and I think there's a few other guys in the in the 2020 class that I like I think like I like you know I like guys like Gushkin a little bit I love Ozzy Weisblatt um but did we but all again, did like, we all not guys say are, I, the, the guys haven't been in the Sorry. HL for to long enough to marinate at this point I don't think I think Eklund's the only guy who's really up right now who um and I I liked Eklund's game I think Eklund works really hard and I think you know I I, I know some people are getting worried about Eklund and 
to those people, I would point at a guy like Quentin Byfield. Now, Quentin Byfield, obviously a little bit higher of a pick than uh, Eklund, but not by much. Um, who, who's a guy who, you know, this year looks like he's finally putting it together and, and it's actually reflecting on the score sheet. I, I'm not worried about Eklund at all. I think Eklund's been fine. Yeah, I mean, Felix, I mean, look, we 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 all felt that that, that, that contract when, when given out and the way in which they, they spent money, we, we said all of those things are going to add up to, you know, it's going to set the franchise back by five years. And what, we are in year two of this? Yeah, it's uh, it's not looking pretty, is it, Landy? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I mean, honestly, are are you are you telling me it's going to get worse? You know what I mean? I, like, I mean, how how do you yeah. where where are your outlooks on on the next? Let's how about this? How about how about in the let's yeah. do a short and then let's do sure. a long term. Well, in in the short term, so let's say for the next ten games, what what do you envision for the team? Do you see? Do you see us getting a win in the next ten games? I think maybe that's the first question. What's the um, schedule? Do I see us winning? How about um, I see uh, um, Pittsburgh would probably get another one before us. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, hell, like, fuck, like, I mean, I, I just to be honest, and I, and I, I typically do not like to be the Debbie Dunner, but holy shit, this. What the Sharks have shown me thus far in this season has not inspired any confidence at all to say yes to that question. I mean, their next three games are Philly, Edmonton, Vegas. I mean, the Flyers, they're, I mean, the Flyers will outplay the Sharks, I think, because the Sharks aren't playing very hard. Edmonton, I mean, I, you know, I think Pittsburgh, like Pittsburgh hasn't been that good this year. Like I thought the Sharks would actually have a better showing against Pittsburgh. God, I'm such an idiot for thinking that before this started. Um, I don't think Pittsburgh's a particularly great team. Like I think there's definitely problems there. Edmonton's having a, a ton of problems this year, but I feel like at this point, like Edmonton's going to look like a fucking juggernaut against this team. Like I don't. I, I, it's it's dumb, right? Because it's like we we joke, like you know, oh man, oh eighty two and one, go like, team. But you know what? You know what the situation is right right now. The Sharks are literally a fucking meme. Yeah. You know? This like, is this is like I, this I is like amputation. I don't know the answer. This is amputation without anesthesia. You know, anesthesia. Yeah, I don't know. Like it, like it's 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 hyperbolic, right? But like I don't feel like this team is ever gonna win another game again. But I mean, obviously, like that's dumb. Like, eventually, they're going to win a game. But fuck, <laughs> I don't like, know how. Show us something, you know. <laughs> like, there needs yeah. to be there needs to be a real a real organizational um, refocus and and redoubling of effort. I don't. I, like I said, they need to have their coming to to their creator moment because um, I I just I, I, at this point it's like, what are you doing? Why even? Why you know? Why even ice a team if you're gonna play like that? Mm-hmm. You, nice. you know, at least at least those those coyote teams of old, like they they, you know, they were horrible to watch. But at least you know they wouldn't get run up on like this. I mean, we've seen some like, and and we've seen some bad tanking teams. I don't. Like, I don't think I, I can't remember a team this bad. Like there was that one year, like Buffalo was like the McDavid draft when Buffalo was super bad too. like just the, the race to the bottom was, was brutal. Um, 
but this Sharks team is worse than that team. Yeah. Yeah, Felix, I mean, what what are your thoughts? I mean, you seen anything like this before? I mean, I, I mean, if you look across the NHL landscape, is there anything that comes to mind in the last, you know, five years, ten years that have that has made I mean, this pain? So, and I'm going to bring this to the other podcast that I occasionally sometimes listen to. The the SDPN podcast did bring up that whether or not this is this Sharks team is the worst team of this century, and I believe Dangle brought up maybe. The Thrashers might be up there, but I mean, I, I, that's when I literally just got into hockey. But like, I mean, if so, then they're, you know, if the Thrashers are, you know, not at the tippy top, then I would think the Sharks have, would have to be in that. Position. I mean, but that Thrashers team wasn't like that Thrashers team was a real expansion team, too, though, right? Like, and that's the thing, like, yeah. this is dwarfing like expansion teams when expansion teams were supposed to be asked because you paid 60, you know, you paid what? peanuts to get into the league and you got nothing for it right you got a first overall pick if you were lucky sometimes you did sometimes you didn't and like <laughs> i and mean that, and that's this team the is, thing this, and this team is worse than some ex, like actual expansion teams i'm not talking vegas seattle where what if they we paid a billion what if we don't win the, what they paid for what if we don't win the draft <sighs> Well, I mean, that's 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 the risk, right? I mean, yeah. we we I was just talking about like how Buffalo was. I think that Buffalo team was worse than that Oilers team, and the Oilers won that lottery. Um, I was joking before this game, before the Penguins waxed us ten to two. I was joking that the Penguins were gonna were gonna be in the lottery and, and push us down with their lottery protected pick. That was my, you know, everyone's like. Oh no, because the Oilers are going to get another first round pick, and I'm like, no. What's the the sharkiest thing to happen would be for the Penguins to somehow end up in the lottery and then win the lottery with the pick that they, you know, they were smart enough to protect top ten for Eric Carlson. Unlike the Sharks, who did not lottery protect their pick for Eric Carlson, and is the reason why all teams lottery protect their picks now. And watch Tim Stutzler go to Ottawa. And again, I don't want to like. Again, that's just me being me being a jerk because I think we've seen a lot of like doom saying about like, oh, my God, you know, they're not going to win the lottery and everything's going to be for nothing and it's, they're never going to be good again, whatever. And that really annoys me. But sometimes I just have to get in on the action. <sighs> oh, no, we lost the lottery and got Jack Eichel. Yeah, I mean, there there is that right. <laughs> Getting Jack Eichel was a nice consolation prize. I mean, and look at the, the, the other thing, too, is like. I like the, the 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 guys who are projected to go top three. I mean, those are all really good players. Um, so I think the Sharks, even if they somehow lost the lottery and don't get Celebrini, they're 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 going to get uh, a good player. And if the Penguins can get out of the lottery, um, you know, and, and not be in the top, you know, not be top ten picking, um, you know, I think the Sharks could probably get a really good defenseman with the mid range pick uh, between ten and between 10 and 20 so i mean like if you're looking for 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 optimism things about like rebuilding this team i think that the the sharks could do a really you know if the penguins provided they don't end up in the top 10 lottery like a top 10 pick i think that the sharks can get some really nice picks in this coming draft to to help turn this thing around and hopefully make all this pain worth it you know, but you know that that's the thing though. It's it's like nothing is for certain in this in this era of of the lottery, and, and so what what is concerning is that okay, yes, 
on one hand, you're trying to build a team in order to achieve a certain amount of success, you know, drafting, putting your drafting and developing in the future. But you also yeah, but want... here's, and here's the other thing, too, though, right? Like if you could name me a Stanley Cup champion other than I think Vegas, because I think Vegas is the only guy that didn't have a guy that they draft like that was drafted. I mean, I guess they did because they had Jack Eichel, right? Like show me a team that won a Stanley Cup that doesn't have a top 10 pick on their team in the past oh i don't know you'd have to go back ways to find one that didn't yeah yeah so like for all the people that are gonna be like oh well you know tanking doesn't work because of buffalo and ottawa well you know tampa bay was super ass for a long time colorado was super ass not that long ago yeah but you also but then for 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 all of those examples ian i i agree but then I look at what over what L.A. has done, you know, just a little bit south of what San Jose has done. And they've seemed to have thread a pretty fine needle of they goal. they pick Quinton Byfield second overall. Right. They're the same thing. Like, they're, they're, they're again, like all the all the teams that have won cups have all rebuilt through the draft. For the past, I, I don't know, I, you, like I said, you have to go back. I don't have the, the exact number, but I would say 10 years at least. Last 10 Stanley Cup champions have all built through the draft. Right. So you're, you're, you're absolutely right. So we, we think about had the Sharks protected that pick in the Carlson trade where they would be at now. You know, but again, someone had to make the mistake to make it the norm. The Sharks just happened to be that team. And, you know, again, confidence like... I I know we're not I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. We're not rehashing. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I don't want to go. Not there. doing it. I, I just, again, you know, we're just, we're at, we're at this point where it's just, you, you have to, you have to micro analyze everything because it's so bad. It, it's any reason so why bad. Vegas wasn't penalized. Like Ottawa wasn't, it was Ottawa's fault. It wasn't the the Vegas golden Knights. Like as much as we all like to hate the golden Knights, they didn't do anything wrong. Ottawa did not right. give them the trade list. They, it wasn't their fault. Yeah. Okay. Well, Felix, you did uh, want to talk a little bit about uh, hockey safety in, in general. And you had put some, yeah. some published, so, uh, some more yeah, yeah. so uh so first off um i want to preface this by um obviously obviously offering my condolences to uh, adam johnson for uh, and you know his family uh obviously if you uh if you were not caught up unfortunately uh, there was a passing um of a former nhl player named adam johnson um because of a uh fatal uh, neck injury skate blade to the neck and Ever since, um, there have been numerous, and honestly, kudos to the hockey world for doing this. Um, uh, more and more players are opting for uh, to wear neck guards, and um, I believe the uh, EIHA, the uh, English Ice Hockey uh, Association, was the first uh, association to mandates uh net guards well they aren't gonna that's not gonna be in effect until uh the t- until 2024 i believe um but pittsburgh was i believe among the first to um mandate their age their minor league uh players to wear net guards and i've you know i've seen pictures of their some of their players including eric carlson uh wearing net guards as well um look man look Hockey is such a 
fast sport and it's also a such a dangerous sport and obviously society evolves people evolve and our concept of safety also evolves and so look if they weren't where if net guards weren't emphasized then they sure as hell should be emphasized now and that includes that should go throughout hockey and um in I, I, we, we i asked you about this off air but um uh you said these chl the uh net guards may have even i been, believe uh, they've been mandated now across the entire canadian hockey league yep. which would be, include all three junior leagues the western the ontario and the quebec junior leagues um but i'm not 100 percent on that but i i feel like i heard that was a thing yeah and yeah. and i i think felix you're you're that's that's an awesome awesome awareness and, and and awesome to to see some of the players now you know taking that to heart you had tj oshi coming out and 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 wearing the the neck guard you have um you know some more players like you had said eric carlson coming out and, and wearing the neck guard and and again like you had said it's you're wearing <laughs> as 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 a, as a commentator once said you're wearing ginsu knives on your you know on your feet and and anything can happen in in a sport in which you're speeding along at 25 miles an hour you know what i mean a, a leg is going to fly up a, a a skate is going to leave the ice and and that's right. you know it it's just and, a, a part of the game so gonna, protect I, yourself sorry, as I, much as you can yeah yeah and like I'm honestly, and I have an article coming up about, coming up about this by the way, as soon as it's left over and all that. But I'm honestly surprised that these neck injuries don't happen more often. The, the how you know the speed that this game goes now. And I want to ask you something, and uh, uh, landing in you two, Ian. Um, sure. Do either of you see more protective gear being mandated as well, including wrist guards and quite possibly maybe even um, reimagined plastic face shields for to just to cover the face even i mean face shields are hard like it it took so long the problem is with the nhl is like any like anything else it has to be collectively bargained right so there has the players have to want to do it and generally that usually means getting grandfathered in because the like if you look at visor i mean helmets fuck guys played without a helmet for like i remember guys playing without a helmet Mm -hmm. uh in in my lifetime you know, um, now, mind you, I was really young when that happened. But I mean, there was guys who played this game without a fucking bucket. Can you imagine that? I mean, and, you know, obviously visors had to get grandfathered. Yeah. In. How long did it take vi- the, the last the visorless player? Fight. Yeah. Um, I, we still have visorless players, I think. Um, so, I mean, it's it's a thing, unfortunately, that I I think that people should want to do it because again i think like they made a point on the broadcast and like you're not just doing it for you you're doing it for your family too right um i think they should but obviously in a situation like the nhl where you do have to collectively bargain for these sure. things um i think it'll be slow to adopt i i think in in like in younger and in younger kids like kids playing hockey i think they should have to wear every piece of protective equipment yeah. available to yeah them, but ra- right? wrap them wrap them in bubble wrap right <laughs> maybe not wrap them in bubble wrap but right. but you know what i mean like i i think right. at that point like you want to get them started young but it, it's just you know guys in the nhl they're dumb yeah <laughs> i mean dumb. fuck they, they they warm up without buckets but you know 
a yeah. good a good amount of them. So yeah, I mean Marty Marty T saying you know hell goalies didn't even used to wear helmets. I mean yeah, you're, you you wear masks. Yeah, yeah, it, you know you you look at how long it the takes. game's a lot faster than it was. Yeah. I mean now with those, could you imagine a guy not wearing a mask with the with the flex on these sticks now? Yeah, yeah, taking taking a hundred five, a hundred and eight yeah. mile an like, hour puck dead to the left head. and right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, oh my god. I mean, Logan coach, we if we just took one podcast dedicated to the gruesome injuries of Logan Couture. <laughs> I mean, uh, no doubt. He, exactly. So I think the cut- problem is is like hockey is a tough sport, yes. right? And I think yeah. there's like there's a lot of machismo that goes with like, "Oh, I don't need to wear a visor. I, you know, yeah. what up? I take a puck in the eye. Who cares if I go blind? Grr, I'm a man." Um, I think there's a lot of that still in hockey, um, which is unfortunate. So, but I yeah, it's like, you know, there's it's it's an unfortunate thing. You know, Brett Hedekin, you know, again, to to go back to the broadcast today. Right. Like Brett Hedekin didn't wear didn't want to wear a visor because he had to prove he was as tough as, you know, as an American, that he was just as tough as, you know, the the Canadian standing beside him or whatever. And it's just like it, it's so dumb. <laughs> Right. Like I just to me, that's so dumb. But again, I'm not a professional athlete. What the fuck do I know? But Look, so I understand the mentality of it. But I just I think it's um, I don't know, man. Like I think I think anything you can do to protect your vital organs, you should probably do when you're playing a game that's this fast with Ginsu nice for for feet. And the other thing, too, is. I, I think you have to look at it from both from from a from a bottom line perspective. You need to protect your investment and your investments for a team. Your most vital asset is the players in which that play for you. And so, at the end of the day, you look at it not only from a saving a life perspective, not only from from a sure. monetary perspective, but you just you you look at it as. There, yes, we all know there's an inherent level of of danger in professional sports. Right. However, if we can mitigate that and we can continue to iterate upon, you know, the protective technologies that we have within these games, I don't think you can you can make the case or or make the argument that that player well being is not being you know not being addressed. Now, yeah. I don't like the the pace in which we adopt in the NHL. I think the the NHL, it, like you guys said, it takes it takes freak accidents. It takes something bad going wrong. Unfortunately, yeah. It, it took a multi million dollar lawsuit for the NFL to to start being more proactive in the way in which it treats its players. But if there's if the if hockey can come to that style of initiative without the major pain coming from a, a a large lawsuit i think it would behoove them to protect their their players currently and to also continue to sustain the health of the veteran players that have played this game because ian you're 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 absolutely right it is a brutal game many of yeah. these players suffer many ill health effects later on in life because of their years of playing just don't wear a fanatic's neck guard i'm sorry <laughs> uh sorry yeah i mean i wouldn't wear fanatics anything at this point but um but yeah i mean you've you've got to take steps in order to protect yourself and and yeah not only that but understand the ramifications of which if you don't protect yourself how that could affect the people around you how that affects yeah. you financially and then how how that's going to affect your well-being in the future 
And I do want to bring also bring up one other point is that, and I know this is specific, like this, like what I'm about to mention is really just specific to Hockey Canada, but hockey has recently been given such a black eye and to not take advantage of this would be fucking just absurd, in my opinion, you know, like to, to not like promote player safety and, you know, not just like the protected gear, but also just like, you know, player safety within its programs i think this this if if there is a way to promote more, promote hockey like uh, to like as many people as you can this is it like show people that you are taking care of your players you are doing doing enough to uh take care of your players even and um yeah i, I just think this is a I, I feel really confident that this is going to be a or shouldn't say going to be this is this is basically hockey's wake up call you know like um, it needs uh, to implement these roles uh, more of these uh, types of uh, accidents are going to happen unfortunately so well um, Felix I think that's the perfect place in which to end this conversation and to end this session of uh, sharks therapy hour <laughs> in case yeah. you missed us and you want to check us out again check us out across all of the podcasting platforms smash the like and subscribe button on YouTube and check us out on the Apple podcast store the Google Play store the YouTube rewind SoundCloud Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Audacity. All of that and more at tealtownusa.com. Gentlemen, I'm Did you in... write something, Felix? Do you have What's anything that? to promote? Did you write something recently? Do you have something to promote? Oh, um, yeah. So I'm about to... It's, I'm uh, sure it's going to be published very soon. But again, that um, the, the mandating player uh, protective year um, article that I, I've written is going to come out uh, sometime uh, in the next day or so so uh look out for that on the website yep and i was just gonna actually ask you where, where can the people find you and what were your final thoughts um so first my uh final thoughts are well i mean <laughs> oh i'm gonna steal uh ian's line and say when the shark's too bad it's bad um sorry ian. <laughs> but um um my, no um my final thoughts god <sighs> Don't let in 10 more next game. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, but where you can find me. Um, you can find me at Felix Talks Puck on Twitter slash X, whatever you want to call it. I don't tweet as much on there. I'm trying to stay off there for the sake of my sanity, especially with other more uh, significant events going around half- halfway around the world. So, um, yeah, but feel free to hit me up and DM me if you want. But, uh, um, yeah. Ian, where where can the people find you and your final thoughts? Uh, my final thoughts, I'm, I'm going to bring out an oldie but a goodie. I, I mean, obviously, look, at the, the front office needs some stability, but fuck, fire everyone. Um, I haven't said that in a while, have I? Um, other than that, you can find me at Ian Blogs Hockey on the Twitter machine. I'm more active during games than not um, on Twitter, but you can find me there, X, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Aside from that, I'm, I'll am i be back. We do this a lot. Um, we do this after every game, actually, if you can believe that shit. So uh, I will be back sooner than you know. All right. Well, my final thoughts are, you know, party like it's 1992-93. 
And uh, as far as where you can find me, you can find me using my first name. That's Eric, E-R-I-K, last name Landy, L-A-N-D-I, across all of the social media garbage. And for all of us here on the panel and for the greater Teal Town USA family, we always like to keep ending with keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal, and we'll catch you after the next game. Thank you, everybody, and have a great evening.